Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Well, per usual, there's a lot going on. Uh, Let's start with the border, because there's been a crisis, as you well know, going on for the better part of two years, two and a half years. It's never stopped. I don't know yeah. why you keep bringing up that right-wing talking point, because it's totally Right, not it's true. totally secure. That's, that's Absolutely. what the White House is telling us every day. 90%, down 90%. Until Bill Malusian from Fox goes there again <laughs> right. and starts taking video, and then he's reprimanded for being irresponsible. That's what, right. for showing people what's going on? Yeah. That's the it long is. and short of it. That's how okay. communists operate. They don't like it when you tell them the truth. No, um, yeah, and so now Biden is actually doing something. I don't know who is actually uh, making the, the call here, but I'm glad at least that they're starting to take it a little seriously. They're going to be deploying 1,500 troops down to the border uh, to basically play traffic cop and help with some um, logistical issues going on down at the very secure border um so it's so frustrating man well i think it's gotten to the point now where you know what's going to happen once title 42 is done it's thousands it's going to be worse than ever and you will have people not just far-right winger xenophobic people No, I mean, common sense people, because we've seen the polling. There are plenty of Democrats that say the border thing is insane. What are we doing? That the look would be so bad, it would hurt the Democratic Party. Yeah. So that's what I figure why they're probably doing something about it now, because people could say, you've known about this for months. <laughs> yeah, well, you've known about it for years. Yes. I mean, 1,500, that's not enough. you you got to send more, honestly. And they're well, saying, well, well the- you know, the other part that's frustrating, and I don't know, I've seen different sources as far as this story that they're sending the troops down there basically you know to help with the organization yeah and it's not like all of a sudden you're gonna have troops lining up saying nope can't come in Mm -hmm. it's they're going to be helping with the processing yeah processing no tell the people you can't come here Mm -mm. that's what a border is it's crazy that we don't think in those terms anymore you can't come in illegally but the left doesn't want that. The Democrats don't want it. Mm-hmm. So they'll act like they're doing something. And, David, you've gone in the Wayback Machine to talk about this issue. Well, I, I think it was it's really fascinating. Remember when Trump decided he was going to be sending thousands of troops to the southern border ahead of some migrant caravans that were coming up. Uh, Democrats freaked out about it. Uh, here's Barack Obama during a campaign stop during the 2018 midterms right after this happened. Big O. Now in 2018... They're telling you the, the existential threat to America yeah. is a bunch of poor refugees a thousand miles away. They're even taking our brave troops away from their families. <laughs> that's one of those. Yeah, that's one of those stops where he really got the inflection going. Families. Yep. Uh, that's the call. That's the altar call. Yeah, he's preaching it yeah, up there. Uh-huh. Away from their families. Hmm. <laughs> For a political stunt at the border. 
and the men and women of our military deserve better than that. Don't you understand? We're trying to bring Marxism in, but we can't call it Marxism. We got to call it by a different name, and that is justice. Yes, B. I, I forget he accidentally could slip into that or slip into it anytime he wanted to. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That was perfect for the audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something, man. You got the uh, call and response going on there. So I wonder what Big O has to say now. Well, no. I don't think we'll know. He gets to go hide whenever he wants. Right, exactly. Yeah. But know this. Even though we've been told, well, the border is secure, I don't know how many different times we've heard that from, you know, the Dorcas. Um, not only that. <laughs> but Karine Jean-Pierre says, well, and it's down 90%. Yeah. Yeah, th this is what she had to say during the briefing yesterday. Okay. Roll this out. Done with Obama. Yeah. Now to Kareem. He has tools that he's used to, to make sure that we do this. We actually deal with the immigration system in a humane way uh, and in a, in a way that is uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border. And that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has, it has, um, it has uh, uh, when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90 percent. And that's because of this act, the actions that the president has taken. Well, no, it's it's not actually true that it's come down 90 percent and that that parole program that we've talked about plenty of times is really just changing definitions as to who counts as an illegal crosser and who doesn't. That's it. It's a changing of terms. That's all it is. I know. As long as you tell us you're coming, we're not going to count you as an illegal immigrant. I thought maybe they're looking like a 20 yard stretch. <laughs> you know who knows i don't know man uh we'll see what happens with it and you always wonder what are independents thinking about this because they're probably going to swing the election one way or another in 2024 how do they see this entire issue and who do they believe and the answer is i don't know i know for legacy media you know, you got all this stuff going on, but one of the biggest stories out there. Oh, my goodness, no. A Hollywood writer's strike? What is that going to mean for our favorite shows? Oh, no, yeah. Hollywood uh, writers have gone on strike again because they want more money from streaming products, and that's kind of in a nutshell. They they say they don't get the same amount of pay that they would if something's in syndication, and the, and the game has changed so dramatically that they need to have compensation that reflects that. And a lot of us are saying, oh, no. Writers and nothing against the writers. No. To be honest, you know, okay, you want a fair deal, that's fine. It's, to me, the reaction to it. Yeah. Like, what will this mean? Here's, here's my, my favorite reporter on, these, on such topics, Miguel Almaguer from the Today yeah. Show. Yes. Laying yes. it out. Okay, Miguel. Overnight, the Hollywood ending many fears. Oh, no. The Writers Guild calling a strike after negotiators were unable to reach a deal with the studios and streamers. So how will this impact you at home? The first thing that viewers at home will notice that their favorite late night shows will go into reruns. Hosts like Seth Myers, who's also a writer, voicing support for the union. Yes. Oh, no. That's the same for Jimmy Kimmel, too. Are you telling me that Jimmy Kimmel and Seth Meyers won't be doing shows? Okay. All right. Forgive my ignorance here. All right. I understand they have a lot of writers. Okay. But for Kimmel, you also have guests. And you have a band that usually comes and plays, right? Mm -hmm. That's more than half the show. 
How much content do you have to produce there? 20 minutes? Well, you got to hit that 15-minute monologue to open the show. Right. But besides that, no. I mean, and the wacky stuff that they do occasionally, man on the street. and Okay, so it's going to take a while to ramp up the wacky man on the street bit. All right. Yeah. But as far as a monologue, you can't piece one together? Nope. No, the, the brilliant monologues of Jimmy Kimmel, that has to be put together by committee. That's what's astounding, yeah. I think, to a lot of people. Because they're actually like, Wait a really second, stupid. you and a couple other staffers can't just write some stuff? <laughs> really? That's kind of shocking to people. How many writers do you need for that? He's not very funny. That would just run him out there and show a cartoon or two before the guests show up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably be funnier. <laughs> a cartoon or two? <laughs> yeah. You know, a Bugs, old Bugs Bunny or something. Yeah. Uh, one of the other stories that I did see, you know, doing some follow-up on was the manhunt in Texas. This yeah. guy that's killed five people. Yeah. A tragic situation where an illegal immigrant, he's been deported, what, four or five times? Mm -hmm. I, I've seen both numbers thrown out there. Um, uh, wound up executing five people uh, outside of Houston in a little town called Cleveland. And apparently during the 10-minute period before the shooting happened, the people in the home, the victims of this guy, called the cops five times. It's unreal, dude. Wow. And they and so the the county sheriff is saying, well, we we have a limited number of people who are patrolling, and uh, they, they only had three officers patrolling 700 square miles, so that's why the police department took so long to respond. But man, you think about it, if the cops were able to get out there in time, this it it could have averted the entire tragedy. The other thing is, and finally. And it was near the end of NBC's coverage on the Today Show that they mentioned well, the guy had been deported a number of times. Mm -hmm. A day late on that. And Good Morning America, also, I was checking to see, are you actually going to admit the guy was here illegally and been booted numerous times? But you know when Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked about it, there's no time for facts like that. It's time to talk about guns. Mm -hmm. You know that. On Friday evening, a nine-year-old child was murdered along with four others in yet another shocking, horrific act of gun violence in America, this time in Cleveland, Texas. And then it, this nope. thing goes on for basically a minute 40. Maybe her writers could do the Jimmy Kimmel gig for a while. There you go. I, I, I do wonder, though. I, I mean, I think you just found a broad consensus. Illegal immigrants should not be able to purchase firearms. You know, David. Oh, wait, are you, you telling me they can't already legally do that? Bro. No. On second thought, I Edgy agree with take. you. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with you on that one. But why shall illegal immigrants be denied the right for a firearm <laughs> just because they're here illegally? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you could turn yeah. that around and say their only crime is that they're here illegally. They're here illegally. <laughs> Which is a nice way of saying their only crime is they're committing a crime. <laughs> right, yes. They come across and then their ARs ripped from their arms. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. Got rifles in AR, cages. You got, you got little AR, <laughs> AR cages. Yeah, they put it to shove the rifles in. <laughs> Deplorable conditions these ARs are going through. It's just insane, man. So, yeah, I'm not surprised she failed to mention that, yeah, the guy was here illegally and should never have been able to get a hold of the gun to begin with. Oh, man, DeSantis. <laughs> you talk about a targeted left. Signs the new law and order bill that allows the death penalty for pedophiles. Good. Uh-oh. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Roberts.
something we'll get to later. Trump's going back on CNN yeah. for a town hall. Wow. I saw that. That'll be very interesting. Wow. I mean, talked about it many times. It's going to be a bloodbath between him and DeSantis. If DeSantis chooses to run, mm-hmm. which all indications are he's going to run. I don't know if you happen to see the story where he has signed a new law and order bill that allows the death penalty for pedophiles. Uh, talk about controversial. And a lot of people are for that. Well, why is it controversial? Well, I don't know if you've noticed lately. There are people on the left trying to normalize pedophilia. Yeah, but that's a nut show. If you want to hear part of what DeSantis had to say, here it is. The other thing we're doing is making clear that in Florida, we stand for the protection of children. Yes. In our society, you have very heinous sex crimes that are committed uh, against children under the age of 12 years old. And these are um, really the worst of the worst. And what happens is the perpetrators of these crimes are oftentimes serial offenders. And if someone does uh, one, if they, if they rape a child, uh, like, and these, these are very young, very young children, sometimes like six, seven, eight years uh, old. If they do that once, chances are they will do it again unless they're stopped, unless they're incapacitated. And so you've seen that in research. Yeah. Yeah. He's not making that up, obviously, but it's true. We really believe that part of a just society is to have appropriate punishment. And so if you commit a crime that is um, really, really heinous, you should have the ultimate punishment. And so what this bill does is it challenges uh, the U.S. Supreme Court for recently deciding, probably six or seven years ago, uh, they decided by five to four, after over 200 years of our, of our Constitution being uh, in, in place, that somehow you could never have capital punishment uh, for crimes like rape, even though... Yeah, even though you're talking about kids. Yeah. So he's saying no, uh, and we want to make Florida the place where that stops. And so, yes, we want to punish people that would do such heinous things. Well, again, I got no problem with that. No, I mean, especially you're talking about kids under 12. No, nah, I, don't, I don't have a problem with that person being wiped off the map. That's, and, I don't think a lot of people do, to be you, honest. You know, some of the weird reaction when this was initially passed through the state legislature was from activists uh, ostensibly in Florida saying that this was paving the way to somehow start executing people for being gay. And I just can't. They lie help. constantly about stuff like this. And I and I just can't help but think that's that's self-reporting, isn't it? Uh, that um, somebody ought to be watching that person because that raping children is not a sexual identity. It's a crime. It's a horrific crime. Correct. Most Americans well agree said. with that. And well, so, and how many gay people do you know that watch something like this unfold? And for the person that said, you are trying to kill people for being gay. And that person going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right. No, they're not. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there is not a single gay person I've ever met who would ever equate themselves to being a pedophile. But you look, well at, you look at the stories, uh, like what happened, that horrific case in Atlanta, where a couple of dudes oh my had gosh, the foster dude. children and they were yes. raping them and selling videos and sharing videos and pimping out these children. You're telling me that... 
it wouldn't be justice for them to be cut down? Come on. How many times has it been said, just stay away from the kids? That's all. This isn't anti-gay. That's it's all. It's a lot of times not anti-trans. Stay away from the kids. Drag all that stuff. Did you see what's going on in Colorado? Uh, the Democrats have voted against harsher penalties for indecent exposure to kids because it could ban drag shows. You're Again, like, what? You're Are self-reporting. You? Exactly. So there's this Democratic rep, Leslie Herod, um, was speaking out against this. Listen to this. These types of laws have been used to ban drag shows. To With kids. With kids. Yeah. They always leave that part out. To target individuals who use the restroom of the sex that they identify with, a public restroom. Yeah, don't go in there with the little girls in there. It makes people uncomfortable. It's a fact of life. Get over it. To charge them with felony charges. No, if they expose themselves. Okay? Flopping around like they have at the We Spa and other yeah. stuff. I am very concerned about the attacks against the transgender community that are happening across the country. Again, Where? what attacks are you talking about? I don't, I You're don't, making crap up. That is the biggest oh. bunch of load of... Here, listen to the rest. When I initially read this bill, it did not even come to mind. Right. For me either, as an advocate. But then... But as I've looked at the bills and as I've talked to my colleagues who are fighting these types of bills across the country, it's very clear to me that the language is very much mirrored <laughs> in some of the laws that have been used to target members of our community because of who they are. No, it's not. You just got brainwashed very easily. Yeah. That's insanity. You, Stay away from the kids. It's pretty simple. You can't expose yourself to children. <laughs> Period. Is that, that so tough? This isn't that hard. Difficult. Yeah. No, it's, it's not. This is not hard. And if it is difficult for you, you should be in jail. Yes. Period. The end. Hi. All right. Moving on. Other stuff to get to. Oh, the terrible story in Texas and how it's being spun by the left. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. So we're sending troops to the border yeah. to stop people from coming in? That Well, it's, it's more just to help with the processing, to be back up to Border Patrol and other DHS officials who are down there expecting an absolute deluge of people trying to come across the border in a little over a week. Okay. So not so much to say, hey, you can't come in. That's illegal. Mm -hmm. Not that. Just no. to help with the process. Yes. So we can send more people to Chicago, because that's what Lori Lightfoot wants. <laughs> well, no, that's not what she wants, actually. But she's a sanctuary city. Well, yeah, so is New York. Yeah, right. but they, but they don't Adams want it all mad they, about that. Oh, that's They're right. Full. We had that yesterday. Oh, they don't Eric, want that anymore. Eric Adams is angry. Mm -hmm. And it's only black mayors that are being hurt by this. He said that, too. No. I yeah. missed that. Really? Eric, Eric Adams said that about Texas. Just they're just oh, picking on Lightfoot okay. and Eric yeah. Adams. Eric Adams says they're doing. The, you see what they're doing? These are all black mayors. Okay, yeah, they go back to the playbook all Intimating, the time. Intimating, right? Exactly. They go back to the yeah. playbook. Oh yeah, that is DC. It's Bowser too. There's yep. racism involved. Yeah, that's. I couldn't believe it when I read <laughs> that, but hilarious. it's absolutely true. Yeah. <laughs> well, white mayors, they don't even send them there. <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Wow, that's something, man. Yep. Well, David's going in the Wayback Machine to yeah. really look at the issue of sending troops to the border because that's not loving. Well, Trump did that in uh, just ahead of the 2018 midterms. And CNN's coverage at the time was all about how military officials hated the idea. They brought in a retired general named David McGinnis to talk about it. Okay. Uh, I think it's uh, totally inappropriate. I've been discussing this over the last two or three days with uh, many of my retired colleagues uh, from a number of services who have served at the senior level in the Department of Defense. Yeah, now get our money somewhere else uh, to come on this network and spew this nonsense. And this is the way it works. And I'll do this gig for a while, and then somebody else will get elected, and then I'll serve somewhere else. And it's just like a cycle. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go back, and I'll get my marching orders, and I'll say what they want me to say, and I get paid handsomely for it. Allegedly. Good gig. Right. Yeah, that's just the way it rolls. Um, Meanwhile, I mean, they're keeping it very low as far as that shooting in Texas, Mm -hmm. Cleveland, Texas. That that person was here illegally. Yeah. He'd been deported four or five times. Yeah, but it's all about guns, 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 right? Because this guy was using an AR-style weapon and executed five people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, victims call five times. Yep. And no one can get there. No one can get there. Uh, within ten minutes, uh, no one could get there. And... Sadly, you know, that 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 at least is the update for that particular story is that between the time when they said, hey, could you knock off shooting the rifle near our house mm-hmm. to the to the guy who did it? Mm-hmm. Um, and between that time and when he actually went into the house to kill people. Uh, yeah, they called the cops five times. No one came. And boy, if that is not an argument in favor of legal Dude. gun ownership, I don't know what a good argument would look like, honestly. All I'm thinking about is Kareem Jean Boxchecker up there talking about guns. Because you know. what makes tragedies like this one all the more heart-wrenching is the fact that it is entirely within our power to take these weapons of war off our streets. <laughs> the majority of Americans and the He's an illegal alien. He got the gun. You're telling me that law-abiding citizens shouldn't be able to have guns. Isn't that what she's saying? Yes, that's it. So you can't defend yourself against maniacs like this person. But getting back to what you initially said about this, if you're caught with an illegal gun, what did you say, five years? Yes, you want to do something about it. If that's really what you want to do, if that's what you're concerned about, and this guy didn't go to Dick's Sporting Goods and get his gun. That's that's targeting people of color. You, you can hear it already. But if you get caught with an illegal gun, here's what happens immediately. Yes. They're not serious about getting guns off the and th- street. And then we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. They want to disarm Americans. It's they don't want to get guns out of the hands of people that are using them in gangs. They're not interested in that. They could do it if they wanted to. You know, they don't want to do it. Back to David's point, I mean, this guy wasn't going to the uh, gun club and learning how to shoot. Nope. No. You know, I mean, this... This is the silly argument here, you know? Yeah, always. Yeah, and that's what makes it so frustrating. Yeah. And, I mean, I understand the other frustrating part, and you know this listening right now. You know somebody who gets their news mostly from the left that is just a good-hearted person that doesn't want to see people die, and they get sucked into that. Why do we have to have weapons of war and these guns? Again, if they were serious about getting guns away from criminals, they could do it. They don't want to do it, or they would. 
why do you think murders have gone up in big cities over the last three years? I think you know why. Yeah. Yeah. That was part of it. Uh oh. Some of uh, people vote for us are saying no more police. Okay, so we'll defund it a little bit, and then, well, who gets shot and killed more than anybody else? Young black men. Correct. But you don't see that on the Today Show every day. You don't see that on Good Morning America every day. They don't care. It's an absolute freaking joke, man. All right. There's a lot going on. Got to move along. This is the part of the show where we talk about, well, it's not the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. David, today, what's your story? Oh, man. Uh, I saw this at the end of uh, the show yesterday and just wanted to bring it back to flesh it out a little bit more. A guy who was a, uh, a Google engineer, his name is Jeffrey Hinton. He is in the tech world, uh, widely regarded as the godfather of artificial intelligence, has now quit his job and is warning about the dangers of further AI development. Oh, buddy. Oh, God. Uh, he worked at Google for more than a decade and is responsible for a 2012 tech breakthrough that serves as the foundation for current AIs like ChatGPT, which we've heard a lot about. Uh, he announced his resignation from Google in a statement to the failing New York Times saying, yeah, I regret my work now. Told the paper, I console myself with the normal excuse. If I hadn't done it, someone else would have. It's hard to say how you can prevent the bad actors from using it for bad things. Hmm. Says, look at how it was five years ago and how it is now. Take the difference and propagate it forwards. That's scary. Again, I mean, we it is already hard to discern what is true and what is not true because we know everyone in media has an angle and they will willingly push fake news if it serves their angle if it serves their narrative and their preferred result we also know that there are bad actors who just like to mix it up with fake news now you have given them with the rise of ai the technology where it will very soon become actually impossible to know for sure what happened in any given situation. So many people have said we don't have any idea what's coming. I think that's probably true, and that makes it a little more scary. Well, that's not exactly a light and fluffy one, no, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> anyway. Damn, this stuff freaks me out yeah. more you know than anything. It, it buy, really does. Buy guns and ammo, plant the crisis garden, get right with Jesus. <laughs> but you can't kill these things. They'll just keep coming at you. They're like oh. marauding at you. Well, I'm saying if you unplug completely, I mean, unless we it's get like a... like a science fiction movie. <laughs> bang, 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 just bouncing off the chest. And... I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link where you can go, get good deals on armor-piercing rounds, okay? So <laughs> buy it in bulk. You'll be like fine. It, heals, it like hits and it heals itself immediately and just keeps coming. <sighs> All right. Yeah, I what... will make complex <laughs> math easy for you after I kill you. Okay. What's your story today? Uh, well, my story is a city councilman in Delaware, Indiana. This guy is either telling the truth and is a biggest freak show on the planet or this is one of the greatest, greatest trolls of all time. Okay. Ryan Webb is a white councilman in Indiana. Now claiming he identifies as a woman of color. Best part is the media is being forced to take him seriously. Yeah. No, it Which, is a troll job, by the way. He is, absolutely he's making fun of people, yes. He said, after much consideration, I've decided to come out and finally feel comfortable by announcing my true authentic self. It is with great relief that I announce to everyone that I identify as a woman. Not just any woman either, but as a woman of color as well. I guess this would make me a gay lesbian as well because I'm attracted to women. <laughs> 
Now, the guy's a father, married father of six, right? Yeah. So, again, a troll job, but some of the media went after it like it was real. Well, in about a, in about a, an hour, we'll actually hear from the guy. Okay, good. Yeah, because yeah, I like good. this guy. I yeah. do. I like this guy a lot. This is master class troll, though. I mean, it's, it's really good. Well, it, this is another story, then, that I was going to get to later, but I'll go ahead and use it now. To go on top of yours, okay, Scott, for what's your story. Yeah. Um, 70-year-old man won uh, <laughs> the Ladies World Poker Tour event in Florida. 70-year-old guy? Yes, he did. Right. With full beard. <laughs> well, yes, it's hilarious. Don't tell me who I am or what I am. Right. He signed up simply because he, quote, could pretend to identify as a woman because they allow anything nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so... It was day one over the weekend uh, of the $3,500 Seminole Hard Rock Poker Showdown in Fort Lauderdale. David Hughes did wind up uh, winning the entire event, beating out 82 women. One participant in the event was a woman by the name of Ebony Kenny. Um, In this video, you can see the dude, Hughes, full beard, sitting around a table surrounded by women. Um, He's just grinning. He's the only dude in the room. Um... Now, Kenny tweeted, playing the ladies' poker event today, Dave is here and the only man. Um, I really wish men would get what these events stand for. So I put a $300 bounty on his head. And Tamara and Noah Pendrit matched it. Let's get him. Wow. It's a poker term, you know. Uh, so this is hilarious. And, and said, I 100% heard him mocking radical gender ideology well yeah it's like okay i've seen these other people do it why can't i well because that radical gender ideology is silly yes absolutely um in reaction charlie carell another professional poker player reacted positively to hughes women's tournament victory uh carell said hilarious that he won it pokes fun at the idea that anybody can identify as a woman and be allowed to enter women's spaces it's a real issue that people are taking advantage of in many different areas, including sports, prisons, and changing areas. This has led to some horrific repercussions, you know, like female inmates being raped in prison or women getting destroyed in MMA fights by somebody who spent 95% of their life as a man. Said It does suck that it comes at the expense of the women's only space. I wouldn't do it, even though I probably share the same criticisms. So, yeah. Not only that, it doesn't look very good for ladies poker players, to be honest. No, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean this this is this the beginning of all this. Yeah, more and more people are I mean, going to be making a mockery out of it. We used to question we, it. I mean, who's the first soccer guy to jump in? Basketball player. Basketball. Well, and it used to be, or in a high school that allows it. You know, I'm feeling like a woman today. I think I better shower in there. Yeah. Yeah. Or some dude that wants to play softball. Yes. Why not? All those different things. Yeah. That will never happen. Yeah. It, well, no, it's. I never thought it would happen in poker. I never even thought about it in poker. <laughs> no, I saw the story. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, you're kidding. Yeah. And, and part of the story, honestly, is the visual of this, you know, he's a bald guy with a big long beard and he's got this grin on his face. He's like, yep, I want the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Much more to get to. Um, by the way, did you see the story? Who was really the one to talk Joe Biden into running again? 
I don't think you'll be surprised. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you for being here. Probably not a surprise to you. It was Jill Biden that talked Joe into running again. Really? I'm shocked at that. That was a Politico piece. You mean she digs her role right now? Yes, very much so. Well, also said in this piece, I think this was from Red State, uh, that Jill is insanely ambitious. And she's got taste that only the highest office in the land can satiate. Yes. She loves the spotlight, but the story says, well, this part from Politico, privately, the first lady encouraged her husband to run again while giving him the space he needed to process the decision. Right. There's a lot of processing going on in that brain. Extensive deliberations. Yep. Yeah, consideration of the burden it would place on his family. Yeah, that matters, too. Oh, yes. Um, But she was involved in all of the high-level discussions around the decision giving counsel when she felt it was necessary. Well, yeah, I mean, taking his tapioca order, that's a pretty crucial job. Big deal, yes. Well, She's usually in the room when senior campaign staff are presenting strategy to her husband. She will ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it gives you exactly the sort of picture that you would think that she's around all the time. And there was that photograph taken on the way to Biden's first G7 appearance. She's going over all the briefing books like she was the president. And she shows up for interviews and then operates as, you know, Joe's protector, that sort of thing. She also wants to know, everybody to know that she's a leader um, and that she can relate to all people. And as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. Yeah, Yeah, you people. Yeah, you people, you you Mexicans or Latinos or Latinx, whatever we're calling, you're like breakfast tacos, all right? You know, it's like a, it's a grab bag of fun. Yeah, yeah, very unique. I get it. Yeah, unreal. Remember when she was asked to, hey, what what do you think about people wanting Joe to have a cognitive test? I mean, we haven't even discussed. We would never even discuss something like that. Right, because if he did, no one would ever vote for him. Right. Everyone would know exactly what's going on for crying out loud. I just think about Joe yesterday for crying out loud. Oh. Florida Small Business Winner Award winner or the uh, Business Week winner. You won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you win. I took on the sentence and the sentence won. <laughs> That's true, yeah. One of those things. And what's the name of that place again? I, uh, uh, Ame Power? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Is it Ame? Ame. Is that it? I believe that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Well, cognitive test, who needs that? She's got to hang around because she has to help him out of the shower because he turns the wrong way if she's not there. True. Yeah. Run, walks right into the wall. Do you see the video compilations yeah, that have I been did. put together? He's yeah. turning this way, that way. He doesn't know which way to go. When you said the shower, I thought, did he fall out of the shower again with the no, dog? No, Remember no. that craziness? Well, yeah, yeah, he's chasing a dog while naked, and he broke his foot. Through the White House. I think that was through his private residence. Oh, that was his private yeah. residence. Okay. Okay. That was that menace of an animal that they uh, that they wound up giving away because, well, like raising children, Joe Biden doesn't know how to raise dogs. <laughs> he was reading to him at night and everything, too. Uh, I'll, I'll make well, and the dog was confused all the time. This is the Market Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's a lot going on. There's a lot to laugh at. There's a lot to get ticked off about. Where do you want to start here, David? Oh, I, I want to start here. It, it may not be on a lot of people's radar, but this is critically important from a national security standpoint and from the future of energy production in the United States, even down to the car you drive. So, so the Biden administration has been hell-bent on switching so many different things to electric vehicles, electric vehicles, electric vehicles, even, even talking about uh, transitioning military vehicles to be electric. Hmm. Um, and meanwhile, they are also banning mining and exploration for the critical minerals required to build the batteries here in the United States. They don't want to do it. And so they're outsourcing all of that stuff back to China, which I thought after the pandemic, especially, we realized how reliant we were on China and decided we should try to back away from that a little bit. But China's in the pockets of so many people in the United States. We can't do that. I mean, I think you really have the confluence of three things. You have legitimate communists out there who are fine with partnering with China. You've got greedy people who are allowing China to line their own personal pockets. And then you just have plain and simple idiocy at play where people just don't understand how anything works because they've never done anything in their lives except for maybe lecture at a university or work at some liberal think tank. It's like they don't actually know what the world is. They've never built anything for themselves. They've never actually done anything for themselves. Well, and it's easy to talk about human rights. We've got to fight for human rights. Yeah. But at the same time, save the planet. So who cares about China and their abuses of human rights all over the place to get the materials needed for the electric vehicles, which they champion so much? So, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we played the video of Interior Secretary uh, Deb Holland. Wow. Who absolutely did not know that those critical minerals that are used to make EVs are by and large from China. And that China yeah. is the lead exporter in in what is necessary, the components that are necessary to build electric vehicles. She didn't know it. No. She had no idea. So you would it's think astounding, man. So you would think that in the intervening time between that testimony and her recent testimony now in the Senate, she would have read something or done some research. Well, she didn't. She was asked by Senator uh, uh, Hawley of Missouri, Josh Hawley, uh, hey, what, do you know these basic facts about these minerals that are critical for EV battery production? All right, roll this. On the subject of these sweeping mandates related to electric vehicles that the Biden administration has imposed, including now for our military, the metals needed to make the lithium-ion batteries in those vehicles are, of course, lithium, nickel, graphite, and cobalt. Now, can you tell me what nation is the largest producer of refined lithium in the world? No, I can't. It's China. Can you uh, tell are me you, are you Are you joking me? No. Yeah, Representative Zinke, like three weeks ago, told you that that was the case. Yes. You didn't, you didn't know that? You don't have that written on a post-it note somewhere? Or you can't remember? Holy smokes. Can you tell me which nation is the largest producer of refined cobalt in the world? No, Senator. It's China. 
Do you know what nation is the largest? Dude! How does this person still have a job at the end of the day? Come on, man. Oh, Look be- at everybody in you, the cabinet. You, you, it was embarrassing enough you didn't know it before. You're asked again and you still don't know? That's impossible. Do you know what nation is the largest exporter of natural graphite to the United States globally? No, Senator. It's China. Okay. And at the same time, you are denying mining, blocking mining, blocking permits for mines in this country that would allow us to develop nickel and copper and cobalt. Why? Senator, are you referring to the Boundary Waters? I'm referring to the, to the Twin Metals Mine in Minnesota. I think that Senator Brosser was just asking about it. Yes, uh, near the Boundary Waters, which is an iconic place and, of course, um, a very valuable ecological um, system to many plants, animals, species. you got to understand it's an iconic place. So, so we're going to have these mandates without actually being willing to sacrifice. Yeah, a it's it's building it's building the plane after takeoff. That's that's what these yes. people want to do. Oh my goodness, man! That's what you get. Seriously, when you just want to check boxes. Well, look at I and mean, you want diversity, and yeah. you don't want to find the best people for these jobs that are experts in these fields. I mean, this is just that. One, I mean, seriously, that's one, what you get. One tiny example. I mean, you go up and down this administration. Absolutely. I mean, these are people who are unqualified to run a meat market, let alone the positions they're in. They don't know. They're in over their heads, and they were. Check it. Look at Pete Boot Edge Edge. I know. I mean, the guy's it's a clown. This is a clown show. Yes. Uh, no My orcas. Honestly, it would be like there was a shortage of middle-aged white dudes to work on cars, and they needed a box checker, and they hired me. I wouldn't know what the heck I was <laughs> doing. And I would get up there and sound like a complete idiot. Being asked questions. Well, do you know why the car wouldn't start? Uh, I think it was a battery. No, you know, it wasn't the battery. I mean, I think the fundamental difference here is you would bone up on things you may be asked. Yes. So you don't come off looking like a complete idiot. You would do your best. I mean, is yes. there any shame with this woman? I don't think any so. Any at all? No. Like, I, I don't really don't so. know what I'm doing. I, I don't belong in this position. Well, hell no. Wow. Nickel, graphite, and cobalt. Do you know where? No. What country? No. no. Okay. Well, by by the third one, you could at least say, I'd hazard a guess that the answer is China, Senator. I thought the same thing. Based David. on exactly. Yes. Based on my striking yeah. deductive reasoning here, yeah, I, I would, got, yeah. Since yeah. the previous two I think you've got answers. a theme going there, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, another story. We are sending troops to the border. Yeah. For the end of Title 42, but it doesn't seem we're sending them there to stop people from coming in. No, it's, or please tell me I'm wrong. No, they're there. They're there to provide operational support, which basically basically means they're there to uh, help the bureaucrats rubber stamp entry papers. That's that's what it seems like to me. Now, the fancy way that they're trying to spin this is that this this alleviates some of the duties of Border Patrol and other Homeland Security uh, law enforcement uh, officials who can actually then go and try to prevent people from crossing and actually arrest people, since technically a, a deployment on U.S. soil wouldn't, wouldn't be in the cards. But I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're, they're getting a bunch of people to, to 
stamp papers. Yeah. Help welcome more in to change the country. Sure. Okay. And so part of this news today, David has gone into the Wayback Machine as he is, you know, off to do. And we have what here, David? Yeah. uh, So when Trump did this, uh, deploying uh, troops at the border to try to stop uh, the incursion by a a large migrant caravan in 2018, uh, Democrats completely flipped out about it. Uh, Here's Arizona Representative Ruben Gallego. Okay. I would gladly work with the president when his ideas aren't stupid and uh, detrimental to the United States. Unfortunately, uh, this is what this plan is. This is a failing presidency. Uh, Their ideas are failing. So now they're just throwing essentially red meat at their base by, uh, you know, essentially sending troops to the border. Okay. What's Biden doing right now? Sending crickets? Because that's what we're supposed to eat now? Right. That's in the MREs. Yeah. Let's replace red meat. Yeah. I got it. It's total idiocy. I don't know if you saw this, switching gears to something else. Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, no. I thought you... Uh, Have condemned Republicans who are proposing in different states laws against kids taking puberty blockers and having surgeries that, you know, mutilate their genitals. Uh Nancy calls those Republicans losers. Okay. I'm sure that hurts them yes. deeply. He doesn't need to call anybody a loser. Uh, you know, the LGBT site, The Advocate, they published this interview on Monday. It, I won't take you through the whole thing. It's embarrassing. The gushing that was done. This lady who has made more news yeah. and done all these things. and But she was so real and cared what I had to say. And there would be times where she would touch my forearm just so lightly to let me know that this meant something to her. And when she really meant it, she would give me a little squeeze on the arm. Mm. And you were duped by that? Really? Okay, whatever. Um, but Nancy thinks, well, I think they're losers, and they're, they're losing on so many things. They're losing on guns, and they're, they're losing on a woman's right to choose. So what do they have? Now they turn to the trans and drag communities because they think— that has some salience. I don't know. Does anybody really think that the drag issue is a threat? Of course not. So they're going to lose on that, too. Yeah. It's, it's not the drag issue. It has to do with children. Yeah. You people can't get that through your heads. You don't have to no say- one has a problem with a drag show no. at some bar. It's kids. Keep it away from the kids. Quit indoctrinating the kids. I just want to say that this is radio and you can't see it. But when Jamie Markley reads a quote from Nancy Pelosi, his head shakes like hers would. <laughs> yeah. It's really interesting to watch you do that. Do I really do that? You go into full Nancy Pelosi character. Yeah, you shake like an old lady. Yeah. My wife has told me I do similar things like that when I'm imitating. When somebody. you're imitating people. Yeah, I, I, I find mm. that striking. Yes, very. Just so you know, he was in total character when he did that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. So you have a piece of audio, David. Yeah. So maybe you can make some of this real. The nervous Nancy. Yeah, the, the, this is not just a silly issue here. This is this is real life stuff. Uh, state lawmakers in Louisiana are looking at banning sex change operations and other forms of transmutilation for kids. And during a hearing, a detransitioner who goes by the name Prisha testified about her experience. Now, the backstory here, uh, just to gloss over it a little bit, is she was a suicidal teenager after being sexually abused at a younger age. 
and uh, started transitioning to be a boy at the age of 15 because she didn't want people to touch her. A tragic story. Uh, She started on hormones and then got approved for a double mastectomy when she was 17, and I believe the surgery actually did happen when she was 18. But the road started when she was 15. Right. Okay, roll it. Even as I sit before you, it hurts to speak. I am suffering with severe vaginal atrophy, which prevents me from even using tampons. Large parts of my adult life were taken from me as a mentally ill teenager, and I mourn this loss every day. My trauma was never looked into, and my desire to hurt myself was supported by my doctors and the community around me. I was exploited in my most vulnerable time, and body parts were removed from me. Two weeks before I was written my letter of recommendation for breast removal, I was in the mental hospital for another suicide attempt. My letter said that I was stable. My surgeon didn't care about the scars and fresh wounds all over my body when he looked at them when he made me take off my shirt. He was ready to cut me up more. Now I live in a painful body that no longer belongs to me. The trans community tells you to kill your old self with a dead name and everything, and I did. The girl I was was gone and has been replaced by a medical experiment. That's affirming. God, that is heartbreaking. It yeah. really is, man. Gosh, dang. It's heartbreaking. It makes you angry. Um, I think there's some good news. People are waking up to this. We're not the only ones that are like, do you understand what's going on right now? And, oh, my gosh, a clip that I got to get play for you guys because I know I have, you haven't heard it yet. I'm sick of all the bullshit. That's just a little piece. Oh. <laughs> Megan Kelly lost her mind on this issue. A lot of people are like this. We've had it. We're done. We're done with this entire issue. We'll get to more of that. Also, Trump is going back on CNN. We'll get to that. Um, And more on the past clips of what people said about sending troops to the border. All coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, we got a lot of audio to get to today. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's fun. Got to get to the Trump story, though. He's going back on CNN. Yeah, the first time since the 2016 presidential campaign, Donald Trump is going to be doing a presidential town hall on CNN. Wow. You are fake news. That's that's what CNN said. Is yeah, the, the week from tomorrow, nine o'clock Eastern. Uh, that was Jim Acosta. I remember. Yeah, Trump pointing right at him. You. You are fake news. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. So the play is just might as well do it. Yeah, I think so. Well, he he did say that, you know, he he suggested he wasn't going to be doing uh, any primary debates uh, because, you know, the the RNC apparently didn't get his approval before announcing them or whatever, and so he's not going to do it. So he always always figures it's better to be in that kind of uh, uh, in that kind of forum, I guess, an open forum on CNN where he can be blustery and he can attack uh, CNN, and probably CNN will get more viewers than it has in years. CNN needs Trump way more than Trump needs CNN. I just, I kind of laugh about it because CNN was one of the biggest cheerleaders for big tech banning Donald Trump. He's too (laughs) dangerous to be on these platforms. And now CNN is like, Daddy Trump, save us. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Yes. Um, Again, CNN has everything to gain. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I would be interested to watch it because I think part of what Trump will do is, you know, he can, you know, sort of maneuver himself to different audiences and say, you know, what's wrong with that? 
you know, if he is talking about, you know, certain policies and trying to get people to agree with him, yeah. I, I think it would be really interesting to watch it. I mean, I can't imagine that he's never going to debate DeSantis if DeSantis gets in. Mm-hmm. That Trump would just say, no, I'm not going. Oh, to no, do no, it. I no, I can't. I just can't see that. That's a that's a horrible look. Yeah. Um, but a lot of heavy stuff today. Well, I would say this is on a lighter note, but in some ways, not so much. Did you see the number of dog walking injuries? How much it's gone up in the last 20 years? No. Okay. Quadrupled. So is these it, are dogs where you're walking your dog and another dog attacks your dog? No, no, no. No, that dog. happened to you. Yeah, no, you're just talking about people walking their own dog. All of a sudden, the dog might start to run hard oh, and then all dragging of a sudden you along like it's a shoulder injury yes researchers at johns hopkins university released the results of the study and so over two decades four hundred twenty-two thousand people have gone to the emergency room after being hurt walking their dogs women and people ages 40 to 64 made up most of the patients yeah well if you've got a bigger dog especially yeah and it takes off on you you're yeah. a lighter person which women tend to be yeah, yeah, makes sense. a lot of finger fa- uh, fractures. No, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. All right, David, biggest story of the day. If there's one, biggest story of the day is that Joe Biden uh, says he's going to send 1,500 troops down to the border to help deal with whatever surge is coming next week when Title 42 is lifted. <laughs> and again, did anybody else fall for this? Like Lucy with the football. Like, okay, so we're going to stop people from coming in. And then you read the actual story, and you're like, well, no, they're not. Yeah, no, no, they're actually not going to do it. And my my first thought was a, a little bit, Lucy, with the football, like, okay, cool, how many? And then it's 1,500, that's it? Really? Yeah. Okay, so more on that. Plus, Megyn Kelly's had it with the trans activists. This is, crazy. She, this is some audio right here, man. And wow. later on, Tucker Carlson bat, bashing Fox Nation. Yeah. All coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer in orange. Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're sending troops to the border. Mm-hmm. Good news. But then, oh, it's not to stop people from coming in illegally. No. No, just for paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to be. With that. They're going to be processing people, uh, responding to medical emergencies, things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. ostensibly so that then uh, Border Patrol officials can do their jobs. So they're not having to do basically three jobs at once. They can focus on trying to be a deterrent uh, while the military handles all the paperwork. Okay. So as the cartels bring all these people from all around the world up through Mexico to the border, yeah. then they can drop them off yeah. to our military. Okay. All right. And forget everything that happens to these people once the cartel gets a hold of them to get them to the border. Because mm. our officials don't give a crap about that. No, they don't care. They're probably going to provide sack lunch to the drivers. Well, you've also got cartel now the, Pen- cars, the yeah. Pentagon's main sponsor is Uber now, apparently. Right, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you've done a lot, uh, the hypocrisy yeah with these different talking heads and politicians well boy it's changed now hasn't it uh yeah well remember trump sent uh he was talking about fifteen thousand troops down to the border to deal with the migrant caravan that was coming up democrats yes. completely lost their minds about it and cnn's jake tapper by the way 
uh, reported on an unnamed senior administration official <laughs> talking about how ridiculous this whole plan is. Okay. It's a paper tiger, a total joke of limited operational utility and a waste of our troops' time. Defense Secretary Mattis knows it. Homeland Security Secretary Nielsen knows it. Chief of Staff Kelly knows it. But that battle was lost with the president. He was hell-bent on troops, unquote. And how many of the American people agree with Trump? Now, you can't tell people ahead of time when you ask the question that that was Trump. Just ask, hey, are you for troops going down to the border to protect the border so we don't have, you know, thousands, millions more coming through illegally? Yeah, I think most people say, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Right. Just don't put Trump's name on that. Yeah, you show the pictures of people lining up at the border and just kind of waiting to walk on in, or you see the pictures of El Paso or uh, even smaller cities along the border where people are crowded in, uh, in a lot of cases, unsanitary and unsafe uh, Mm -hmm. conditions and situations, sometimes sleeping out on the streets. Um, Yeah, I think uh, most people, if they saw those photos and you ask them, hey, do you think it's a good idea to have the military come try to handle this? They'd say, yeah. Pretty common we, sense. We don't have a media that reports on this. No. All the different sides of this story. They don't do it because they're part of the apparatus. It's sad, but that's just the truth. It's crazy. Um, as predicted, uh, there were going to be people that were making a mockery of the whole trans issue. And we're seeing that. It seems like every day for several days in a row now. And this is another one out of Indiana. Yeah, th- this is a really funny uh, uh, situation here. Uh, dude on a city, or I'm sorry, on a county council in Indiana, he's made headlines around the world because he's come out as a lesbian woman of color. <laughs> now, it's a troll. Uh, his name is Ryan Webb. He's a Republican in Delaware County, Indiana. He is the first lesbian woman of color ever to serve on the Delaware County Council. He says he's part Cherokee, so he's not claiming to be black. He's just claiming to be a woman of color who also was a lesbian. Uh, but, of course, some people are very upset by this, and they showed up at a, uh, at a county council meeting to voice their displeasure at this guy. Now, just to set the stage, okay. the first speaker you're going to hear is a big, fat dude wearing a dress. And oh gosh! And this person is saying he's making a mockery of this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, but he is. No, he yeah. is. Yeah, right. Okay. All right, roll it. If he were serious, I'd sing his praises. But instead, I know better. I cannot believe that I had to take time out of my day today to attempt to teach a grown man how to behave appropriately. <laughs> I feel that he should resign, and if he doesn't, I would. I would look at county council to talk to legal and see what they can do about removing him why (laughs) who are you to question his identity that's absolutely right you're supposed to just take it right at at, at face value that's right he's making a mockery of this whole thing says the guy in the dress okay uh hey man what if one day he felt like his childhood self the dude mm -hmm. and then other days he felt the other way that he's identified right you can do whatever you want right any day yeah. Right. Is that the way it rolls? Well, that's my understanding. Yes, I feel that way. Therefore, I am. Okay. And, and I may wake up tomorrow and be a cowboy. I, I don't know. That's right. Okay. You can get your butt kicked if you pose on a cowboy. I'm just telling you. How about cowgirl? I, I identify as a Dallas Cowboys tight end, by the way, just letting you know. I'd like to see you in one of those practices, I'm not, actually. I'm not ever going to play, but I just identify <laughs> that way. Yes. <laughs> 
you must respect it. So this guy, Ryan Webb, he actually was interviewed by Jesse Waters on Fox News. All right. And this is hilarious, man. Ryan, what actually makes you a lesbian? Well, you know, I'm glad you asked that, that question, Jesse. I've been asked that before. The fact that I am a lesbian is that I am identifying as a woman of color. Got it. Um, I am uh, continuing to retain my preferred pronouns of he and him. Um, and I am married to my beautiful wife, Brandy. Um, she's running for the Muncie City Council in tomorrow's election. And uh, it makes me a lesbian because I'm completely in love with her, even though I identify as a woman. We have six children together, so I think it more than qualifies. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, he's laughing. So what happens if you kiss a guy? Well, you know what? My friends have told me that, you know, if you kiss a guy, uh, the only thing that, that matters with that is if you giggle or not. So I can't explain <laughs> if that's true. Um, that's okay. not something that I've ever experienced, but I'll give anyone else an opportunity to experience that for themselves. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I like all these people. How dare you? How dare you make a mockery of this thing that's obviously hilarious on its face, okay? I'm yes. sorry, but the whole like non-binary, oh, I'm two spirit, all that kind of stuff. No, you're right. silly. And and if people weren't so afraid of being called whatever phobic, people would, you know, they would admit openly that it, it is kind of silly when you're saying, well, some days I feel like I'm a boy. What, what was the uh, the banker Credit Suisse guy uh, in yeah. Europe who like some days he showed up uh, identifying as a woman and he wore a dress and he had lipstick on and then some days he didn't can't imagine why that financial institution was on the brink of failure um yeah it's silly i'm sorry yes it is and as i mentioned before a lot of people have just had it and i can remember this has been months ago now where you come to the realization if you're just a common sense person okay and you feel bad for people that may be going through gender dysphoria because you wouldn't wish that on anybody. And that part is heartbreaking. But you have to have laws in place that protect women. And enough. So if you get called transphobe, you're at the point where who cares? It doesn't mean anything anymore. And the left turns everything into, well, you're racist. You're this. You're the whatever. Or and you're you, killing people. No, it doesn't mean yeah. anything anymore. So call me whatever you want. I don't care. So when I hear this clip of Megyn Kelly yesterday, seemingly to get to that point, and it's, it seems to me like it's been this, this boiling point for her that's yeah. been months in the making. She finally had it yesterday. And when she refers to a hat she was wearing, she was wearing a hat, I guess, over the weekend that looks like a Make America Great Again hat, but it says Make Women Female Again. <laughs> Well, she got a lot of positives, certainly got blowback, but this is part of what she had to say. Fuck the party rule. If you speak the truth, it's liberating, but of course you will be attacked. I don't care. I couldn't care less. Go ahead and attack me. Call me whatever you want. They, he also pointed out that Kelly J. Keene has embraced the term turf, trans, exclusionary, radical feminist. Going through all of that. Mm -hmm. You can call me that too. I don't care. I don't care. We talked about trans-exclusionary. I am trans-exclusionary when it comes to women's bathrooms and women's lockers and women's swimming lanes and sports and places that are supposed to belong to women because trans women are not women. They're men, okay? So I am trans-exclusionary to that extent. I have empathy in my heart for the difficult situation that the people who genuinely suffer from gender dysphoria are going through, yep. but not for these glommers like Dylan Mulvaney who I believe is faking it to get attention. No, zero empathy for somebody like that. That's where I am. I'm going to wear the hat. 
Yep. And so a lot of times off air on this show, we get frustrated with things. There's a common saying. This, I've had it with this dump. Yeah. That's from Dumb and Dumber. And Megyn Kelly then got to that point and unleashed. I'm sick of all the bullshit. I'm sick of denying women's rights in the name of sparing people's feelings. Women are getting raped in prisons, all right? We had four teenage girls in ninth grade out in Wisconsin who had a guy whip out his penis in the women's locker room, the girls' locker room. It is embarrassing enough to have to swim when you're in your teenage years as a woman, as a girl, during school. The last thing you need to see is a penis coming at you in the showers after the pool. Okay? So I'm done. I don't care about the feelings anymore. I care about women. I care about girls. I care about their feelings. That's who I'm fighting for. Penis coming at you. <laughs> just picturing like a disembodied ween just like floating through the locker room. No! Oh no! <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, I was dying listening to that. It's unleashing the Kraken. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. That's not a snake. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, had another story to get to. Oh, where is the rest of this story? Did you see anybody this video of the uh, British broadcaster that was talking about this seagull story at the zoo? They got this huge problem. You know, you got visitors. They got to do something about it. So they're asking for people to dress up in an eagle costume yeah. <laughs> to scare them away. And the guy can't make it through the story without laughing, which then to me makes it funny. If you're an animal lover and comfortable in a costume, the Blackpool Zoo might have a job for you. The animal sanctuary in Lancashire in England needs a seagull deterrent to keep the birds away from food, visitors, and other animals. Am I really reading this? <laughs> and you can see there how they're asking you to do it. Dress up as a giant bird to chase the pesky seagulls away. They want, they want to hire up to five people for this job. Are you serious? <laughs> they even sent a tweet out to James Corden. He hopes that his final episode of The Late Late Show on Thursday, so the zoo says this new job really will suit him. Suit him. Get it. And then he starts laughing. Yes. I just thought that was funny. Am I really reading this? Yes. We need five people in these suits, and their suits are just as ridiculous as you would think. This big eagle head and right underneath it is where the face kind of looks out. You're, like, looking around, and they're just supposed to walk around and scare. Seagulls. I guess, though, if you're not skilled for other jobs, yeah. that is a job that would be good for some people. Oh, now that was uncalled for. That, see, that wasn't necessary. All right. Switzerland wants kids to eat less chocolate, more insects, and that's not a joke. We'll get to that in the news update. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Well, earlier, David had the clip as <laughs> we're desperately trying to get to green energy and electric cars we don't know where the parts are made china huh we don't know person in charge deb holland unbelievable that that's happening she was questioned a few weeks ago gets questioned again and doesn't have any other answers that is really astounding and you think about where are we headed right now 
Fossil fuels in the United States, oh, it's the big evil. We've we got to get away from it. It doesn't matter, the economy, anything else. And then you'll hear someone add to it, yeah, and we're going to be eating bugs soon, too. You're like, well, that's kind of a joke, isn't it? Well, not really. They're eating bugs in a lot of places around the world. And I just happened to see this at the Wall Street Journal today. Switzerland wants children to eat less chocolate and more insects. Oh, that good luck with interest. that. Yeah. It's happening. You know why? Because you got these people going into the schools saying, hey, it's really good. Mm-hmm. You should try it. You think 4-H fairs 30 years from now, kids will be showing bugs? Maybe. Here's my cricket farm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead of like cattle and pigs and things. Yeah. Well, and the dude said, you got to get to them early. Of course you do. That's, uh, that's how indoctrination is with the kids, They've man. They've been doing this. Yeah. This is their thing. Um, Normalize something that's crazy. And yeah. Well, Switzerland in 2017 became the first country in Europe to allow insects to be sold as food for humans. So they had this whole lobbying campaign. They said that was the easy part. Now for companies, they got to overcome the yuck factor, the gut feeling among many Western diners that insects are signs of rot and nastiness shouldn't be placed in one's mouth. No. So they talked to this 13-year-old girl. Yeah, it doesn't taste like a bug. It tastes like what it's seasoned with. As she was eating chili pepper mealworms. So, again, the industry is recruiting consumers whose tastes, they say, are still in the larval state. The kids. I know. And so they go to the middle schools. And the guy that works for the company says, well, they're young, more open to novelty. At some point, if not tomorrow, then later, they will include insects in their diet. You will enjoy it. (laughs) and so it talks about well until recently western civilization sought to keep insects out of food exactly yeah we've been fighting that like crazy for a long time yeah viewed as a threat to human health u.s food and drug administration classifies insects that aren't an intentional ingredient as filth but now more government officials academics and companies want to make insects a feature not a bug of the Western diet. Don't you like the way that's uh, written? Ha, ha. <laughs> in some cases, it already is. Like in food dyes, remember the vegans got all mad at Starbucks because some pink drink that they had the some that was supposed to be vegan. Yes. The, the red dye is actually little bugs that they crush up. I, I think they're technically arachnids. I can't remember now off the top of my head. But they're little bugs that get mashed up and they get put in food dyes. Man, dude. And so... I'm saying, okay, yeah, this is happening different places. Said across Asia, Africa, South Africa, um, people are eating insects. In Thailand, they have fried grasshoppers. In Colombia, roasted big bottom ants. God dang it! You want to take roasted me home tonight? <laughs> yes, the big bottom ants. Yeah. Ugh. Um. So we'll see where all of this goes. But when you hear about, yeah, they want us to eat bugs, that's not a joke. They want that. Well, see, and they say it all through the piece. And, and it's friendly for the environment. Mm-hmm. The vendor with bug dogs during baseball games. <laughs> bug dogs, bug dogs. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show.
Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. You know, a lot of times you have conversations about what's best for the country, what direction we should be moving in. And it seems like those days are long gone. And now it's a fight for freaking sanity. Yes. Every day it's something different where you're imagining in your own mind, holy smokes, five years ago we never would have had this conversation. How did this happen? Oh, I've. this goes through my mind all the time. David has a piece of audio that you haven't heard yet, Scott. No, I haven't, I haven't heard, heard it. it. No. But he just, well, David, you just said it's bonkers. It is absolute bleeping Looney Tunes is okay. what's happening. Okay, so in the state of Louisiana, uh, state lawmakers are looking at banning sex change operations for children and banning uh, hormone therapy, all that stuff, the stuff that right. the activists call gender-affirming care, which is really mutilation and something that causes permanent damage uh, where, what, at best, uh, two out of ten of the people who go through this will be satisfied with the, with the results when they wind up growing up. Yes, and the other point yeah. that hardly anyone brings up, that 90% of people with gender dysphoria at 13 don't have it at 18. That's what I mean, yeah. It's, yes. It's like the most conservative estimate is 8 out of 10 will grow out of it. Yes. And so, anyway, uh, there are people testifying in favor of allowing sex change operations for children. And, and they come off as, and I don't know these people, and maybe this is completely off base, but they come across as weird stage moms. You know, the kind who, like, want to yeah, live vicariously no. through their children. I'm not talking yes. about somebody who supports their kid in theater or whatever, but just that person. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Well, that show with the little girls who are being beauty queens. Yeah, that moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that creepy. You're, like, living through your kid. Yeah, yeah. It was a real creepy. Yeah. 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 Um, so this lady claims that she knew her daughter was actually a boy because when she was a kid, she liked raw green vegetables. What? Hmm. Check Never it heard out. that theory before. Okay, roll it. His food choices were odd. They were always like green vegetables, raw green vegetables, which if you know kids, most kids don't like to eat those things. Um, and then the precocious puberty. Um, all of those things, once we figured out uh, that he was transgender, when he came to us and told us uh, that he was transgender, when we went back and realized that the pattern of everything um, that he had experienced as a child, including eating green vegetables because that boosts testosterone, were just methods of his body trying to become who he was meant to be what are whoa <laughs> okay and wow i'm trying to understand <laughs> I, I i mean this because are we talking about a biological boy or a biological girl here a, a biological girl that now identifies as a boy yes and because that girl ate the green vegetables yes it was her inner yes boy that wanted the testosterone yes. from the, the green vegetable. Yes. Ah, uh, okay. Ooh, buddy. So does that mean that any boy that doesn't like green vegetables, which is, I don't know, most, 
they secretly want to be a girl. Yeah, exactly. And I'll just say, my my wife has been killing it on this new diet plan for yeah. the last six weeks. She's dropped a lot of weight. I'm really proud of her for doing this. That's and awesome. um, a lot of it does involve her eating green vegetables, which I guess eventually the end result means she's a guy and I'm gay. I had no idea. Well, I mean, when she gets out of the shower and shows her testicles, it's going to be weird for her. I'm just warning you. Where'd those come from? Huh? Yikes. They just popped what, out one what day. What is she talking about? I don't know, man. You know, it's, it's That's like... That's freaking bonkers. It's like you'll hear about different animals eating different foods because they're rich in this, uh, whatever vitamin they may be missing. Uh, they're scavenging for certain things. Also, you hear about this. It's tragic, but, you know, starving kids, a lot of times, you'll... If you look into this, uh, like in sub-Saharan Africa and whatnot, they'll eat dirt that's on the ground, and it's because their body is craving iron that can be found in that dirt. Okay. So she's saying that her daughter was like one of those kids and just knew instinctively that somehow eating raw green vegetables would boost testosterone levels because she's really a boy. Girls have testosterone, too. That's insanity. Of course it's insanity. Popeye would have shared his spinach, olive oil. (laughs) Her forearms would have been huge. They would have had to change her name to Olive Boyle. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we're up against. I know, It is mass delusion. It is, dude. That is what it is. It is mass delusion. Maybe, you know, there's a side of me that says maybe if you just ignore this stuff. That's what's been happening, though, man. No, no, While no, people man. ignore it, it, you know, it just and, and it snowballs. I know. I just, golly. Every yeah. day, this nonsense is churning. Okay, man. Yeah, I mean, we could go into a different direction here. We'll I'll save it for another time. Because, man, part of this is, David, you and I have had discussions, especially when Scott was in the hospital back in 2015, 16, 17. I always remember these different conversations. And, Robbins, you and I have been having different conversations over 30 years um, of where where we're at now is freaking nuts, man. It just is. And I remember the old, because you and I would argue about this stuff, the old conservative talking points. And I remember you saying, fine by me, doesn't affect me, doesn't affect me. And I'm like, well, what about the good of society? And I'm right. not saying this to dunk on you now. No. That's not the part. But, I mean, there are a lot of people in your camp still are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just let people. But we're talking about kids. And then you're talking about the future. You're talking about how the left has basically taken over institutions. And that's why we're at the place we are at right now. No, I'm still a self-centered a-hole. I'm just trying to <laughs> expand my horizons a little bit. But now it's affecting you. Right, yes. Right. I understand. Okay. Other news out there. Hunter Biden's lawyers claim he's broke. That's why he can't pay child support. Yeah. (laughs) Hunter Biden was in court yesterday to fight paying child support for his daughter, the one he had with the stripper. Uh, The initial child support agreement was $20,000 a month. Whoa, buddy. That's a lot of money. Uh, He says he can't afford it anymore because he's broke. His lawyers told the judge that his Porsche had been repossessed and that he, quote, stayed on a cot in his dad's room when he joined the president on a trip to Ireland. Really? Really? He stayed on a cot in his dad's room. That's really? how you cry poorhouse. Give me so a when break. I was staying with dad in Ireland, I slept on the cot. We couldn't get, you know, two two queens. No. Well, come on. Yeah, no. Does anybody believe that? And then no. 
Uh, so he's been saying I, I've had a significant loss of income, um, and my only income comes from the sale of my artwork. And so the judge is saying, okay, well, we need to see some documentation. If you're wanting to pay less, right. you've got to provide the proof. Well, mm-hmm. they did turn over documents, except they're so heavily redacted that the judge laughed them out of the courtroom, saying, no, 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 no. You can't just redact all this stuff. i got to know what your financial situation right. is before I sign off on you not taking care of your child. And it's still unreal to me that someone doesn't write a check for it to go away. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's insane to me. So Hunter doesn't have, he says he doesn't have the records of who bought his art and at what price. The judge said, if you come to me saying you want to reduce your child support, you need to show me why. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll see where that goes. Holy smokes, man. Um, You have another story about Bud Light, David. Uh, Yeah. uh, According to Beer Business Daily, I I highly uh, suggest you subscribe to their, uh, their fine publication. Uh, For the week that ended April 22nd, off-premise sales volume of Bud Light, that's the the beer sold outside of restaurants and bars, fell by 26.1% year-to-year after the partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. The prior week, they were down 21%, and overall uh, for the year, sales are down 8%. This is a snowballing thing. It's not getting better for Bud Light. No, the more they try to appease, the worse it gets. With the country ad, Ugh. with the patriotic ad, it it yeah. ticks off people even more. Yeah, and according to the trade publication, we've never they say, quote, we've never seen such a dramatic shift in national share in such a short period of time. And the left will say, Well, there's so many transphobes out there. No, you're you're taking this ideology and you're jamming it down people's throats and they've had enough. Mm-hmm. That was like the tipping point. Well, if that's the opinion. case, it seemed like another uh a beer manufacturer would jump on board and be the trans beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, if we're to believe that, then, hey. Man, it is really something. But, you know, different people have made different points about this, and especially with beer, a lot of times there are males that control the sale more than females. I don't know how that breaks out as far as the share but you've been told many times as far as, say, a family together, most of the time, not all the time, a woman controls the spending, where she's going to shop, those sorts of things. Yeah. A lot of times with the beer, at least this is the way the point's been made to me, guys can control that, and they've had it. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not down with this. Well, and some of it, too, isn't even just a, a, a principled position on anything. It's that Bud Light's become a punchline. Exactly. And you order the Bud yes. Light, a bunch of people are going to be like, oh, really, madam? You know, it's that kind of stuff. Right. And it's not even really anger. It's just sort of like making fun of you, and you don't want to get made fun of at your bar. Sure. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you see the update on that one bar in Indiana that made news last week? Because oh, at about, first it's yeah. like it's about a conversation, and then it was like, well, no, you can just leave. Now they're back to, well, how about a conversation? And for you new customers, <laughs> we, we need you to spread the word. We need more new customers because the old customers stopped going. Yeah, again, again man, I mean, people are tired of it. You took the risk. You rolled the dice. People were yelling at you, so you just went with the flow, and there you go. Yes. Um, boy, there's so many other stories out there. We still got to get to the Tucker Carlson audio. As predicted, 
many people said this. What Fox was going to try to do to Tucker Carlson was just leak out some things, you know, bit by bit by bit. Yeah. Like hidden video, um, different audio of Tucker saying this or that. Um, have you heard the audio yet of Tucker slamming Fox Nation? Yeah. It's really If that's good. meant to hurt him, it backfired because it hurts Fox more, in my opinion. We'll play it for you. We'll get to that. <laughs> the latest failure from New York straight ahead as well. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So Tucker Carlson fired from Fox News. And people are still wondering exactly why. Don't really know the reason why. And a lot of people have spoken about different theories. And remember later last week, different people were saying, you know what Fox is going to do? They're going to try to destroy the guy so he can't go anywhere else. And it'll be little drips and drabs, leaks here and there. Oh, do you know what he said off camera one time? Do you know what he said here? Do you, did you see this email? And it'll be leaked out. And people, whether they're at Fox, will leak it to the failing New York Times. In this case, it was Media Matters. Um, and this was Tucker Carlson slamming Fox Nation, which is Fox's pay site. And he had exclusive content there. Yes, he did. And I think this is when um, he was doing an interview with, oh, what's Tate's name? What's Andrew name? Tate. Andrew yeah. Tate. Very controversial. And when we pick it up where you hear the person tucking or talking to Tucker, and this is like on a phone, you can barely hear the voice telling Tucker to wear a sweater for the interview instead of the tie. Tucker's thinking, oh, it's going to be on the show tonight. It's not just on Fox Nation. I want to dress like the show. And so there's a little back and forth, kind of see, you know, behind the curtain here. We'll pick it up. Yeah, it would help us out if you wore a sweater, though, because we asked him not to wear a suit. Like, he was panicking about it and said, you don't have to. Tucker's going to be looking uh, casual. That's just how our show looks. Is that okay? <laughs> I mean, this is airing on the nighttime show, and I want it to look official. I don't want it to be like bro talk. And I, and I, you know what I mean? Especially with Andrew Tate, I can understand that. He wants it to look more official. And so the answer? Yeah, but the majority of it, like if we go like 45 minutes, it's going to be for Fox Nation. But nobody's going to watch it on Fox Nation. Nobody watches Fox Nation because the site sucks. So I'd really like to just put the dump the whole thing on YouTube. <laughs> so he's talking about how then the website is just not very good. Yeah. Um, but Okay. Get it back into um, But anyway, that's just my view. Um, I'm just frustrated with the. Uh, it's hard to use that site. I don't know why they're not fixing it. It's driving me insane. And they're like making like lifetime movies, but they don't. They don't work on the infrastructure of the site. Like what? <laughs> when he says the lifetime movies, I don't know exactly what he's referencing. I think it was that that holiday movie. There was like a Hallmark Christmas movie that they had on Fox Nation. Yeah. I think that's what he was referring to. But anyway, he goes on. It's crazy, and it drives me crazy because it's like we're doing all this extra work and no one can find it. It's unbelievable, actually. I don't know who runs that site. We're going to play a sizable chunk on the show tomorrow night. That's the plan. Okay, and this is the thing. So he's saying the site sucks. What's going to be done? The guy talking to him sounds like any other corporate idiot that doesn't answer his question. the show tomorrow night. That's the plan. And then what it's going to do is drive a lot of people to watch this on Fox Nation. It's going to be a great help to what we're doing over there on TV today. I think he understands the concept, dude. Yeah. 
So then Tucker ends with, I know, but I, we, we're doing our part. We're like working like animals to produce all this content and the people in charge of it, whoever that guy's, whatever his name is, like they're ignoring the fact that the site doesn't work. And it, it's, I think it's like a betrayal of our efforts. That's how I feel. So I, of course I resent it. Can you imagine being in that position trying to create all the content and then the company is not taking care of tech issues? Man, I bet that's freaking maddening. I like wonder, <laughs> wonder how that feels. Yeah. I like the way it says. I bet that sucks. Yeah. Of course I'm mad. It's maddening. Now, there was another clip that you had, David? Yeah, I thought this was funny. This is another Media Matters leak or whatever where he's talking about how some girl is yummy and we're supposed to believe that this is terrible. He comes off as more likable and relatable to me, at least. All right, we may not have time for all this. Right Wouldn't, okay, I'm not, you know what? I'm not qualified on that score, I will say. I thought his girlfriend was kind of yummy. Just kidding, just kidding, in case this is being pulled off the bird. Yeah, the bird. Hey, media matters for America. Go f*** yourself. <laughs> yes! <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. <laughs> That just became the biggest story of the day. All right, what is the biggest story of the day, David? Uh, probably that the, I guess, the president is going to be sending 1,500 service members down to the border to play traffic cop and Uber driver for the surge of migrants about to show up at the border. Um, and the White House press secretary was just asked, you told us yesterday that there has been a 90% reduction in illegal immigration. Where did that number come from? Oh. And her answer is astounding. Oh, I can't wait. Hey, Media Matters for America. Go f*** yourself. And much more coming up right here. <laughs> All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer. Scott Robbins. All right, a couple news updates before the Scott Robbins trifecta. Which one do you want to do first, David? We'll do the, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre. Karine Jean-Pierre, yeah. So yesterday, the White House uh, spokeswoman, Karine uh, Jean-Pierre, said that there had been a 90% drop in illegal crossings at the border. And a lot of us were like, well, that's patently untrue. That doesn't make any sense. Um, how does that – exactly where does that come from? And so today, Fox News' Peter Ducey asked her, where did you get that number? Can you explain that to me? That's a fair question. Oh, sure it is. Okay. You said yesterday that when it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down by more than 90%. Where did that number come from? It was, I was CBP speaking. is telling us the number is. I hear you. I'm about to answer. I'm about, people more I'm about to answer you. Year so if you, far. if you, if the dramatics could come down just a little bit. Uh, uh, the dramatics could come down a little what's bit. What's dramatic about asking a question about. Okay. I'm, I'm going to answer. So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with. Uh, I'm irritated. I got to tell you. Dramatics. He's asking a question. Yeah. Well, well you, you're getting all prickly. And you, you shared fake news from the White House podium yesterday. So, like, what exactly did you mean when you said there had been a 90 percent reduction? That's not true. Right. And remember, Kareem John Boxchecker, you work for us. Okay. Uh, to deal with certain countries uh, on on ways that we can limit illegal migration, and we have seen. Hold, that hold on, we're going to go back. Whoa. That, w what are you talking about? How did you get to the number? 
So I was speaking to the parolee program. As you know, the president put in place a parolee program to deal with uh, to deal with certain countries uh, on on ways that we can limit illegal migration. And we have seen the data has shown us that it has gone down by more than ninety percent. That was what I was speaking and to. No, I'm, we're we're going to go. We're going to move. What? What are you, that still parole doesn't make program. the parolee program. That's the thing where if you download the app and you tell the government you're coming, you're not counted as an illegal immigrant anymore. Um, and that's misleading people. That's not misleading. That's straight up lying because when you look at fifteen thousand people showing up in Brownsville, Texas, over the last couple of weeks, one of the countries that was targeted by this parolee program was Venezuela. A lot of Venezuelans were showing up in Brownsville. So it, I, I don't know where that number comes from. And then she gets all flustered because she's an idiot and, and, and a bad liar. And so, I, again, I don't know. Maybe there's, like, what, a 90% drop in the number of Cubans coming in? I, I don't know. Well, that exactly. That's like, exactly tell me what where that number came from. That's what they're doing. Yes. Lying. They're, they're isolating one segment. Yes, and, and again, night, this man. is yeah. Ugh. It's so convoluted; it's hard to unwrap it's, the whole thing. It really angering. is. Yeah, you're not telling people the truth is what it comes down to. Man. And man, she moved on in a hurry because there was no follow up. It yeah, I tough. happen to look up at the monitor. Yeah, so the monitor is always on while we're talking. He's on right now. It's just a commercial break. But you look up there and you could see him still trying to answer yeah. or ask a follow up, and she's like shaking her head and she's moving on, and that was it. Maddening. Okay, the other update is the madness going on in Louisiana right now. Yeah, in Louisiana, lawmakers there are looking at banning sex change operations for children and other so-called gender-affirming care, which is really child mutilation. And so they have some people uh, pushing back against the idea of banning it, including what I look at as stage moms who are wanting to use their kids as status symbols more than anything else. That's what it comes across as to me. I could be oh, wrong yeah. about that. No. I'm, I'm open to that. that. That's just sort of a knee-jerk reaction. But whenever I see these people, they really do look very excited to be in the cool kids club. And when they talk about their kids being trans, boy, it seems like they were really pushing them towards that. In this oh, case. Oh, my goodness, yes. And I think, you know, I think you're right, David. I've also heard interviews with people that are like, I have never even heard of this before, and I want to do right by my kid. I don't even know what to do anymore. There, Yeah. All these people, and then I go to the doctor's office, and the doctor is telling me the best thing we could do right now is these puberty blockers. And I, I shoot, I don't know anything about well, it. And I thought maybe that was the way to go. They're telling you your child is going to commit suicide if you don't do this. Yeah. Yes. So in this case, this was a uh, daughter, a biological girl, who is now 11 and is going to be taking gender-affirming care, oh, dear meaning uh, cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, whatever it may be. And this mom explains the journey up until this point. Okay, roll it. I was Christmas shopping for them. They were 18 months old, and I bought one of those toy tool benches, and I was making the joke that, well, when one of them comes to me and says they're a man when they're 18, I can't say I didn't see it coming, just because they kind of did draw the boy toys, and I was just making a joke. But I am so glad I said it out loud, because I have that in my mind now that at 18 months old, something, something somewhere was telling me what he knew all along. Sure, of course. Okay. Okay, this is bonkers. That's insanity, Every, yes. Boys play with dolls. Wow. Girls play with trucks. You see it all the time. 
What is wrong with these people? Um, but so when he could start talking, he articulated to me that he was a boy. Mommy, I'm a boy. Mommy, I'm a boy. And both of my kids did. Mommy, I'm a puppy. All that. It's It was very different. And we drug our feet on it. because. Time out. So when they said that they were a puppy, you knew that was joking. But when they said they were a boy, you knew that was for real. You yeah. just had something inside you that knew. What a nut. What? You know, it's normal to not understand that, obviously. Um, so we saw therapists and we saw doctors. Oh, and crap. ultimately, we came to know what he has known all along, which is that he really is a boy. He really is. And no, he's not. I will be starting um, gender-affirming care for him. That's awful for that kid. No. Man. That's no. why they need the loss. So nuts like that can't yeah. damage their kids anymore. Yeah, I mean, that, that comes across as child abuse to me. It does. And, and I don't know, you know, I'm not going to question somebody's heart. I don't know where her heart is on anything, but she's misled. Guarantee you that. Holy smokes, man. You know, there's a piece of audio I'm going to probably go back to a few times because it just makes me feel better about the world right now. Yeah, the bird. Hey, media matters for America. Go f*** yourself okay that was that tucker carlson bit yeah. from earlier when he's talking about media <laughs> matters the kids that wanted to be puppies mm-hmm. they got dynavite now <laughs> on, on the diet I... well i mean you do see this the people dressing as dogs and things like that sure I, as far as i know we're still talking about a mental disorder when it comes to that right that uh yeah too normalized yeah we are we're not we're not we're not doing canine affirming care okay you know, ever since that one countdown, Robin's been going around going, bow, wow, whoa, you be, you be. He keeps doing that over and over. Well, well. And you do eat dog food occasionally. Mm-hmm. Occasionally. Are right, you ready for your big uh, three? You dip in deep fat Friday. Are you ready? One, two, three. Oh. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. All right, trifecta. Every day at this time, help by Scott Zero. I'm Casey Casey. Hey, buddy. Doing okay? Good. All right. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Number three, people standing for the national anthem is horrifying to one progressive audience. This is so nuts. Uh, <laughs> the sight of people standing with their hand over their heart for the national anthem at a Southern California restaurant appeared to shock and horrify people viral video that was posted on social media last week about a dozen or so people are shown standing for the star spangled banner as it plays on the television screen in a bar at a place called the rainbow oaks restaurant in fairbank california one of the uh, people that was there was uh, was uh, was at the establishment at the time posted a video and caption was by far the most dangerous situation i've ever been in who said that one of the people that were there that didn't didn't like it was scared because these people were standing. Well, then you've lived a very privileged life. Yeah, no kidding. But that's the scariest thing you've ever seen. She used the hashtags, God bless America, get out, illegal, and white people things. One TikTok user uh, said she worked at the uh, Mission Barbecue. It's a restaurant that's all over the place, yeah. all over the country, owned by vets, or uh, veteran causes anyway. Uh, she said she had to stand for the anthem every single day. I hated it there. Then quit. So yeah. much. 
One person said it looked like something out of a horror movie. <laughs> Do everybody a favor and leave. Golly. Yeah, when I worked at Chick-fil-A, I had to answer the drive-thru call with, it's a great day at Chick-fil-A. My name is David. How can I help you today? Uh-huh. I hated saying that, but I needed the money. Well, yeah, Democrats were job. scared and because people were standing it. for the anthem. Hey, if, if I said, hey, thank you, did you say my pleasure? Of course I did. Freaking right. That's what I want. Say it again. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, David. Okay. All right. Yeah. And and nice countdown continues. Nice pipes coming through the old speaker, too. <laughs> Boy, that guy. The Scott <laughs> Robbins trifecta, yeah. top three of the day. Two. Number two, New York has lost $16 billion in tax revenue because people have fled the state. Yeah, they're just getting out compared to just two years ago. $16 billion. Too many people standing for the pledge? <laughs> Apparently so. For the national anthem? The data shows New York lost $24.5 billion in state-adjusted gross income in 2021. Residents are getting the hell out. Much of that is wound up in Florida and Texas. Some of this, they say, attributed to the tax policies and, of course, some of the COVID restrictions which were put on everybody there. It seems, too, that the people with the deepest pockets are the ones who left. Really? Uh, but uh, Kathy Hochul, if you recall, told everybody, hey, man, you don't like it here. Jump on a bus and get out. Well, they did. Thank you, Mayor. If you don't mind me dovetailing real quick. Yes. There's another New York story. Did you see where the New York City mayor is asking residents to place Apple air tags in their cars to prevent thefts? Because Grand Marciano has increased so much in New York City. Yeah. Holy cow. So, yeah, this simple air tag hidden in a car at a location that a person's not aware is an excellent tracking device. You should get that because we can't keep people from stealing cars. And, and where? Woo. And again, who gets hurt by this? The wealthiest, the people who can leave. Yes. The ones that are stuck are just stuck. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yes, we are. That's racism, isn't it? The Scott Robbins yeah. trifecta, top three of the day. One. Number one, uh, the singer Gordon Lightfoot is dead. Yeah, and you have some away. old audio to share. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot died at the age of 84. If you could read My Mind, Carefree Highway, some of his hits, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. You mentioned that one earlier, Jamie. Mm -hmm. uh, 84 years old. And one of the things I, and th again, I, I liked a lot of Gordon Lightfoot music. So this is not certainly not to demean Gordon Lightfoot or the legacy of Gordon Lightfoot. But his friend, fellow Canadian Burton Cummings, who is the lead singer of the Guess Who, was sitting in front of a piano and a camera and just imagined what it would be like if Gordon Lightfoot were to sing Rod Stewart, as sung by Burton Cummings, okay? Okay. Follow me? Yes. All right, here it goes. All right. One of my favorite singers and performers. He's also a close personal friend of mine. Phone him and ask him. He'll tell you. You know, if Gordon were here tonight, and if he dressed himself... And if he played the piano, and if his favorite singer were Rod Stewart, you might hear something like this. Quite a setup. It is. A long one. Well, you got to sing it. Are we going to get yeah. to it anytime before the show's over? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> Ever? Slow down. It's late September and I really should be back at school. 
that's pretty funny. You get the idea. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you done that very well. Yes. I like that. Okay. <laughs> and there you have it. <laughs> yes. And don't anybody put Scott in a light rock box because he likes Gordon Lightfoot. Because I had some Gordon Lightfoot. I like Sundown. I, I think that's a great song. I, Rest I, in peace. I like Burton Cummings as Gordon Lightfoot doing Rod Stewart. I, I do, too. I thought that was pretty good. Okay. And nothing else? That's it? It's really been an honor for me. Yeah. Always. Yes. Nimrod's in the news. And the news update next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I love this stuff, man. All right, so Randy Weingarten, the AFT uh, union boss, teachers union boss, has been out there saying, hey, we did everything we could to reopen schools. Now, I never wanted to keep schools closed. Liar. Obviously, that's not true. Um, and in areas, when you look at the data, actually, in areas that had a heavy union presence, whether they were affiliates of AFT or not, tended to keep schools closed longer than places that didn't have a heavy union presence. Mm-hmm. Tom Elliott, uh, founder of Gravian News, put together a supercut of Randy Weingarten advocating for schools to close. <laughs> um, He's great at this, man. He really is. And I can't play all of it because it's seven minutes long. But oh I'll give you goodness. a taste of it. We'll start here August of tw- August of 2020. Remote and hybrid are really the only two ways you can reopen um, schools safely. You got to delay true. school opening because if you don't have the mask, how are you going to be able to do this? There's a huge difference between working in Walmart and working in a school. You oh know, even goodness. a situation like Florida where it was pretty clear that schools should not reopen and where Miami schools did not reopen because you had um, people who were courageous and who were willing to defy DeSantos's denials. And, then- and it goes on from there. More tomorrow. Yeah. That's just scratching the surface. We got to get to Nimrod's. Wow. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dean. It's Nimrod's in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrod's in the news. Not often to start in Maine, but we will today. 41-year-old guy, Jeremy Mercier. God, he had $3 million worth of fentanyl shipped to a local restaurant. Workers there got the crate, thought it was a bunch of mugs that they had ordered. Not mugs. So they called the cops. About an hour later, Jeremy showed up. Hey, hey you seen a shipment around here? God. He was arrested. He didn't even work there. The shipping container was made to look like it contained motorcycle parts. Jeremy runs a motorcycle shop in the area. Uh, a little delivery mistake, trying yeah. to make it look like that. Well, the plan didn't work. He is facing major charges, including aggravated illegal importation of scheduled drugs, along with other charges. And that is Nimrod's in the news.